Hey guys, I am back with another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about marriage. Now, I literally just had a conversation with God about marriage and I just went on a literal tangent and rampage, but I was talking to God um, uh, out loud and I was talking about marriage and how some marriages fail and how some people come into marriage literally wicked and um, with intentions to cheat on their uh, spouse, um, you know, with no integrity. So I know when I was growing up, I desired marriage. I desired to grow up and to have a husband um, and to be married. But when you grow up, you understand the you understand the logistics of marriage. You understand that you know you should not put so much expectation on people. Um, obviously. Marriage was given by God. Marriage, um, how God designed it, is for a man and a woman to come together in marriage and to reproduce and have children. Obviously, some women can't have children, so they so so they will either choose to have a surrogate or adopt. But basically, I'm I'm going to be talking to you guys about marriage because marriage is a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful gift. Um, obviously this world doesn't value marriage as God values it. That's because the enemy, the devil hates God and he wants to reverse everything God created. And that's why you have, you know, same sex marriages. I'm not coming down or condemning anyone because whether you are a straight woman, a lesbian, whether you are a straight man or a gay man, you can be saved. That is a great news. Salvation is offered to anyone who would believe on Jesus Christ for their salvation. So, you know, uh, anyone who is a part of the LGBTQ community, anyone who has a same sex marriage, Jesus loves you. I love you. Believe on Jesus Christ and you will surely go to heaven because salvation is a free gift. And um, Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So I'm going to be talking about marriage today because I was having an open dialogue Um with God about marriage. And I was just saying how, you know, mostly if you're a good man or woman, sometimes how marriages fail is because the men or the man will be tempted and will not tell or expose, you know, to his wife, maybe the thoughts of lust or, you know, feelings for another woman he may be having. And it's important in marriage to, have communication at all times because if you're in a marriage and you rarely talk to your spouse or ladies, if you're going into a marriage and you're thinking that your man can never step out on you, um, you are mistaken. And also women, if you're going into a marriage thinking, oh, I can never cheat on my husband. We have to understand that the enemy seeks to destroy, kill and steal. And he will use our sinful nature against us. We are all sinners, so we are all capable of something, something um, that that we think we could never do. We are capable of doing that very thing if the opportunity presents itself. So in marriage, um, God designed it to be between a man and a woman. And in Proverbs 18, um, 22, it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Um, in Genesis two twenty four, it says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and shall become one flesh. So clearly the way God wants it 
is God wants a man and a woman to come into marriage. And the Bible is clear that when you have sex with someone, you become one with that person. So for anyone who has had sex with someone outside of marriage, you have become one with that individual. And that's why when men do a lot of sleeping around before they get married, it's harder for them to be faithful because they have laid down with so many spirits, with so many women, and they probably inevitably are making it hard for their women to satisfy them and to please them because they've had so many other experiences and so many other situations before they got married. And obviously God can heal you from that trauma and that sickness, but it's important before you get married to pursue celibacy because before you get married, if you can use self-control and be celibate for maybe like a couple of years and like train yourself to be disciplined, you're going to be more um, successful in your marriage. Um, it's important for you guys to understand marriage cannot cure lust. If you are a lustful person, if you are a pervert, if you watch porn and masturbate all day long in your singleness, when you get married, when you walk down the aisle, when you say, I do, all that lust is not going to go away. If a woman is pleasing herself in her marriage, in her bed, masturbating when her husband leaves or goes to work or goes out of town, that is adultery. I want everybody to understand that. A man and a woman in a marriage is only supposed to please one another. If a man goes out and sleeps with a woman, caught a side chick, and creates a baby, that is adultery. I just want you guys to understand that adultery can be masturbation, self-pleasure, and adultery in marriage can be actually a woman or a man stepping out and creating a baby or just having, you know, whatever type of sex. And we want to make sure that our marriage is pure. Nowadays, people are promoting open marriages. That is called polygamy. God does not co-sign polygamy. Um, in God's word, it says in Hebrews 13, four, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the, for God will judge the sexually um, immoral and adulterous. So obviously if you commit adultery in your marriage, but, but you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you're saved, you will not lose your salvation for committing adultery, but you will have consequences in your marriage and on, and, and, um, and on this earth for committing adultery. There are just natural responses. They there are just natural responses and natural consequences for sin, whether you're saved or not. Okay, um, like I said, open marriage, God does not co-sign, as well as um, the marriage best to be undefiled. Now, I'm not going to go into, you know, oral sex and whether people think that's of God or not. You know, if you're in a marriage and and you're pleasing your spouse, that's between you and God and them. But God does not want um, a man and a woman in a marriage to invite porn into their life, porn into their marriage, um, that will destroy you guys. Uh, God does not want married men and women to put on porn to spice up things in their sexual life. Um, God does not want, um, third parties, third and fourth and fifth and sixth parties, in the marriage bag. God does not want a man and a woman bringing in a third reel, bringing in a 
man or a woman into their union, into their bed, into their marriage to spice up things. That is not what God wants. Okay. Um, um, again, the man and the woman becomes one flesh. God does not want that man or that woman to become one with anyone inside their marriage, inside their marriage bed, other than that spouse that they have committed to. Um, I will never forget when I watched a TV show. Now, granted, this woman was not married to her partner, but she had brought someone in to her bed while her husband, not her husband, while her uh, man was um, blindfolded and she brought in another woman to please him. And granted, they were not married, but even in marriage, that is not acceptable and that does not honor God. Remember, we want to honor God with our marriage and we don't want to do things the devil's way or the world's way. We want to do things God's way. We want our marriages to be holy. We want our marriages to honor God. First Corinthians 7, 1 through 40 says, now concerning, now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual, sexual, relationship, sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptation to, to be sexually immoral, each man shall have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband for the wife does not have authority over her own body but the husband does likewise the husband does not have authority over his own body but the wife does do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may uh devote yourselves to prayer but then come together again so that satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control also i don't know if you guys have heard of this um but there is probably a false doctrine or, you know, that may be out there as far as a sex, um, a sexless marriage. Um, it's so easy for false doctrines and deception to come into your marriage. So like I said, third parties shouldn't be brought into your marriage also Marriage was designed for sex and intimacy between a man and a woman, your partner. When you take sex outside of marriage or like, let's say you and your spouse gets into an argument and you guys stop having sex. That woman or that man is going to go get the sex elsewhere. So when a marriage becomes sexless, it is pretty much over. Um... Intimacy, especially sex, it is very important in marriage. Very important. So if you and your husband are not having sex, um, that is a problem. If you guys are constantly arguing or not and not making time for sex, then it's going to be very hard for you guys to maintain a marriage. Um, the whole point of marriage is to be able to have sex and, and uh, do it God's way. So when a woman or a man withholds sex from their spouse that is unfair, that is unholy, that is not of God, and that is not okay. Like I just said, the verse I just read, you know, the husband's body does not belong to him. It it belongs to the wife. So when in marriage we get into arguments, we hold grudges, and we try to withhold sex from the partner, that is a big no-no. So whatever 
difficulties, whatever problems you guys may be having in the marriage, it's important to rectify it because sex and intimacy is very important in marriage. I just had to say that. First uh, Corinthians 13, four through seven says, love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It, it is in root. It does not it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but with the truth. And love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Um, so with loving your husband, with loving your spouse, I know for a lot of women, they have to put up with infidelity in their uh, marriage. Now, the Bible does say, you know, if the spouse cheats, you know, the wife or the husband can leave. Uh, but the Bible... But the Bible also co-signs, you know, if you guys can work that thing out, you know, if you guys are willing to live with each other, don't get a divorce. So um, it's so important as husbands and as wives to love our spouses and to not put them down and to not curse at them and bully them and beat on them and abuse them verbally or physically. It's so important, guys, because treating your spouse as a human being is going to really help them. Um, you know, guys, there's a such thing as love languages, you know, that's going around and that's going around in society and culture. And basically they're saying that your love language is how you desire to be loved. So for some people, they desire physical touch. For some people, they desire words of affirmation. And for some people, it's gifts. All of that, every love language you could think of is important in marriage. Um, most importantly, it's important to keep to keep God at the center of your marriage. I remember watching a film called Not Easily Broken and how the marriage between the man and the woman uh, was slowly uh, getting worse and worse because of a lack of communication. The woman was working so much and um, um, I have nothing against women in marriages working, but you know, the expectation is for the man to provide if he can. Um, and if you don't have to work ladies, you know, the expectation is kind of for you to, you know, serve and love your husband and, you know, uh, bear children. But in this movie in particular, um, um, their marriage was going downhill because of a lack of communication and, in a um, and a lack of love. And it's so important in a marriage to be loving. And uh, in Ephesians 5, 22 through 33, it says, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and his, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. So that verse literally explains uh, how a marriage to be. So many times the woman wants to wear the pants in the marriage, and that's not how God designed it. I remember when I was at a loan office uh, trying to pay off my loan, uh, trying to make a payment or whatever the case may be. I literally heard this stranger, this man expressing to the clerk that his wife treats him so bad. And, you know, he was going on and on about how she hates me and how she doesn't treat me right. And ladies, it's so important to treat your husband right. I mean, ladies, if you have a husband, count your blessings because being able to have a husband, being able to, um, 
have a partner is such a blessing. There are so many men who don't desire to be married uh, for their own lustful reasons. So if you have a great husband, ladies, it's important to build that man up, love that man, um, speak kind words and speak life over that man, no matter what may be going on in your marriage, because your words have power. Ladies, also men too. Men, you should not be beating on your wives. Um, But that is so important for each uh, person to um, love their spouse as Christ loved the church. And it's also important for men not to be so dominant and intolerant to the woman. You know, some marriages, men call all the shots, don't let their wife talk. You know, they they treat their woman as if she is a peasant or or she is less than, and that is not okay. So each extreme is not okay. And women and men in marriages should love each other equally uh, with integrity. Um, and 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? I uh, read that verse to uh, let you guys know that, a lot of people get married and those two people, that man and woman are not saved. Now there's an instance where a woman can come to knowledge of the truth of the gospel, believe on Jesus for her salvation, tell her husband the gospel, but he not believe it. Now the Bible says in this situation, don't divorce your husband, love him. Um, and hopefully your husband will be able to come to repentance and change his mind and and believe on Jesus Christ. But I'm saying this to say that for women and for men, it's important to be equally yoked in marriage. I'm not saying you have to marry your own race, but what I'm saying is to be equally yoked biblically in a marriage is for both parties, the man and the woman to have the same faith, uh, specifically the same faith in Jesus Christ. Cause we all know Jesus is the only way to heaven. So the standard is for the man and the woman to know Jesus Christ and to and to put their faith in Jesus Christ. So therefore their family and their children can be trained up and raised in a way that they should go and to, and to ultimately know Jesus Christ as well. When you get married to someone and you don't know if they've put their faith in Jesus Christ, you don't know if they're saved. That's a problem because it can be very detrimental to your love for Jesus and your love for God. If they don't have the same love, if they aren't saved, it can be really detrimental to not only your spiritual health, but to your household and to your peace. That's my sermon on marriage. Um, And also I want to say that husbands and wives have a responsibility to communicate to one another and to expose whatever emotions or feelings or temptations they're having uh, for the opposite sex or for any, you know, coworker at work that may be throwing themselves at them. So for the wife and the husband, it's important for you guys to communicate, talk to one another, uh, forgive one another and, you know, just talk to each other about whatever temptations that you may be experiencing. And, um, wives need to make sure that they're asking their husbands, you know, questions about, 
are they thinking about having an affair? What temptations are they facing? You know, uh, what thoughts are being planted in their heads? Same for uh, husbands. Husbands need to know where their wives are at all times. Because husbands, you have men who will try to get at your wife, who will try to take and steal your wife from you and destroy your family. So husbands, be on alert for men that your women are around maybe at work or whatever the case may be that are trying to get at her or trying to charm her or trying to date her. Um, It's just so important as husbands to be intentional and watchful about what's going on with the woman at all times, because husbands, sometimes um, we expect our women to be faithful as we, um, as you guys should as males, but um, sometimes, um, Husbands are oblivious and blind to the fact that their wife can have an emotional affair with someone or a man might be trying to lure them, lure their woman away from them. So husbands be very, um, husbands have your eyes open on who your wife is around, um, what she's doing on her phone, not to be overly suspicious, uh, but just be you know, aware because, and also women be aware of the husband, you know, and, um, the wife and the husband should not be cheating, um, period point blank. The wife and the husband should not be cheating. So I'm not saying be suspicious, watch their every move, hire, hire a stalker. I'm saying that the woman and the man in the marriage should be intentional about, each other's emotional, mental, and spiritual state and listening to one another and reminding one another the consequences of infidelity or the consequences of having a sexual affair that could really ultimately destroy their marriage and possibly destroy their lives. So that's my message. That's my message on marriage guys. And thank you for listening.